Hello. Good evening. Welcome to another edition of Dina Mekki's podcast. Open to have a pull up to have file. The whole thing. Joining us, uh, we are live on YouTube as we are not uh, as on schedule as we would normally would be during uh, different times of the year. But we are on on our Thursday night, uh, a little a little late, but we are on Thursday night, ten thirty, and uh, so we do appreciate you that are that are listening. And of course, you can listen to this and previous editions of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, and the podcast center on iTunes as well as on Google Play. If you subscribe, then the podcast is downloaded and delivered right into your hot little hands. So you can listen to us at your leisure, which is what I'm sure most of y'all most of y'all do. You know who you are. Anyway, my name is John Jagu. Glad to have you with us. If you can't tell that I'm not in the studio, um, shockingly, but I am driving uh, back not to the comfy shores of Lakeway, Texas, on the south shore of Lake Travis, but to the north shore of Lago Vista, as we have as we have moved, which we did uh, last week. I, mean, I, I think I've spent like 36 hours in the house since I haven't been in. We will uh, get into that a little bit later. We have a lot to talk about tonight on the Catina Mekis podcast. We are going to talk, of course, about Liga Mekis. Chivas, Chivas, three, three games, three wins, Nine points. Astronomers, astronomers have been have been reporting that there might be a Chivas comet sighting. We're not we're not quite we haven't been verified yet, but uh, it's something that we will discuss a little later. We're going to talk a little uh, Gerardo Tata Martino, and uh, of course, uh, when it comes to a foreign coach, the naturalizado topic comes up. And we will discuss that as well. Our show tonight with the news and our uh, reactions, opinions, hot takes, counter takes, arguments, and final gritos and, and screams and pushing and shoving about Carlos Salcedo and his decision and Tigres' decision to uh, purchase his contract from Eintracht Frankfurt. And uh, Carlos Salcedo would now be uh, playing the rest of the season in the winter transfer window in Monterrey instead of Frankfurt or Valencia or Milan or Fiorentina or wherever it was that uh, that, that people thought that he uh, had the talent and the potential had the potential and then the talent to to, to play on one of a you know possibly a better a, a, a strong team on a strong in a strong league in Europe was not the case good career decision bad career decision we will discuss so I will uh, throw it to you Chiki so uh, when you heard the news about about uh, Carlos Alcedo Titan Chiva at one point a national team saw a World Cup starter. Uh, had a, had a decent World Cup. Got injured as he did also in the uh, in in the Confederations Cup. Uh, did not got injured this year playing and, and playing well for Frankfurt. Got injured. He rehabbed, and instead of going back to Frankfurt, he decided to go back to Mexico. Chiquis, 
Was this a good decision or a bad decision by Carlos Sanchez? I think it's uh, I think it's a good it's a good decision um, for him. As, uh, you know, he's probably making some good money at Tigres, so that's good. Uh, as far as like the national team, everyone probably I haven't seen too much negativity. I haven't been keeping up a little bit. You know, not as much, not as usual on Twitter, but I assume everybody's going crazy saying this is a bad decision and saying coming back to Mexico is not good, that you want to, all your national team players to be playing in Europe and all this stuff. So I'm sorry, I'm sure everyone's going crazy, but I think it's okay. I mean, he wasn't, I don't think, like Joel and I were talking a while ago, I don't think some players are at that level to be truly, you know, at a higher level with their, that they're going to go to Europe and just, you know, dominate and be really good. Those are the guys that I think we want in Europe, but the guys that are sort of on the fringe, um, you know, they could make it and, and, and fight their way through Europe and get to be a good, in a good spot. But some, you know, just don't. And they come back to Mexico. I think it's, I think it's going to well, be okay. Well, let's not pretend that, uh, and I'm not saying that you're saying, you know, I would never put words in your mouth. <laughs> but, 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 but let's not pretend that, that, that Carlos Alcedo is a guy who, you know, went to Europe and just tried it out for, you know, 12 months, 18 months. He's been, he's been in Europe for a while. You know, he's, he's, he's had a, a pretty a long enough stay in Europe to where, you know, I, I think that you could say that he had a a, a short, yes, it was short, a short but productive career in Europe. And it wasn't like, you know, he's, he spent all his time on the bench in, uh, in Europe. So I wouldn't necessarily think that, you know, that this was like a failure in any kind at all. You know, kind of like oh, yeah. as you pointed out, was, was made an offer, you know, it's... Uh, you know, everyone's situation is different. You know, as you know, I know that the, the fans, of the national team, and uh, you know, and I'm, I, I, I have thought like this myself about other players. I mean, you want, you know, as as, as Mexico, knowing that the only way that that that, that, that Mexico can, can can compete at that ultra high level is if their players compete at that same ultra high level on a weekly basis, like players from other countries do. Those players very well in international tournaments. I understand. Now, uh, there's there's other issues involved, and, and, and so to me, uh, you know, from that standpoint, is, is Carlos Alcedo going to, to Europe uh, or coming back from Europe? Is that, is that would that be a, 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 a drawback? And from that standpoint, you know, from a national team standpoint, one one might say that, that or that would be the reason that they say that this was a mistake. But remember, you know, guys don't make decisions based on, you know, how is this going to affect my, my, my play on, on the national team? You know, they, they make decisions based on what's best for themselves, what's best for their families you know, at that moment. So, you know, we have, we have to remember that these are, you know, that these, these guys are human beings. God may West like the rest of us. And, you know, they have to put what, what is, what is, you know, their objectives and their goals, uh, you know, to, to make these kinds, these kinds of decisions. Now, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you, Hoy, the same question. Was this a good, good move or a bad move by Carlos Salcedo to leave <clears throat> Eintracht Frankfurt? I'm, a I'm team a... that, that, that most Mexican fans, I'm going to say, I'm giving you a, a very long and, and, and colorful intro a team that most Mexican fans have never heard of before Carlos went there, and then they were instantly lifelong Eintracht Frankfurt fans <laughs> because El Titan was on, was, was on the team. 
So was this a, a good move or a bad move by, by Carlos Cicel? And welcome to the show. Oh, yeah, greetings, fellas. Um, I must say, for him, as a player, personally, um, it's a good move for the fans. It's not. <laughs> but I want to dial it back a little bit. And because when when news first broke out that Chivas was trying to bring him back on the loan deal, I remember the club was getting attacked, you know, for for not, you know, one of the talking points was that they were hurting the national team because, you know, our players are better off in Europe. And then he ended up surprising everyone by signing with Tigres. And and one thing I want to just tell a lot of the fans is, to me, this was more like Salcedo probably had his agent put the call out that I want to come back. I, I honestly don't think Iquera just woke up one day and said, you know what, I think I'm going to go. I think I could land Salcedo, <laughs> you know. Um, I, I really do think that he wanted to come back and and... I respect his decision, you know. I know he mentioned family, and I know he just had a kid recently. He was born in Germany. But but that's, that's one thing to keep in mind, you know. If his wife is there, his wife probably wants to raise their kid in Mexico, where she has family, where the kid is bound to have, you know, cousins or other kids to play with. So and so you 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 you're again. I'm not putting words in your mouth. I didn't put words in Chiki's mouth. So you know, <laughs> try not to put anything in y'all's mouths at all tonight. Not even kolaches. Well, maybe some kolaches. I'll I will let you guys have a try and have a you know some, some sort of you know communal experience when I when I stop in <clears throat> West Texas at the kolache at the at the check stop to get my kolaches. But it seems, it seems like what you're saying, Juan, is is that you're you're saying to people. Hey, come back off the ledge. You know, it's not you know it, it's not like it's not like he's going to you know Puebla, you know, or uh, or uh, you know Atlas. You know, if he was going to Atlas, then I would tell fans, you know, I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what he was thinking going back to Atlas. But uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's going to a a very good team. That's a very well coached team that plays at a high level. If I'm not mistaken, I think he'll be eligible to play in the Conca Champions. So, you know, it's not like he's, you know, that uh, he's not going to get the, the international experience while uh, playing in, uh, in Tigres. And, and here's the other thing. I mean, is, is the Mexican League... So which is it, Coyle? Is, is the Mexican League so terrible that, you know, the, the worst possible career move a national team starter can make for Mexico is to go back. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I think far and away the greatest league of all time. It's a top league. It's a top league. Then there's no reason why the level of competition that El Titan faces. The guy Mekis playing playing Lobos Boat and Querétaro and Atlas Azul. <laughs> And Tijuana and Pachuca and León is is comparable to playing teams like Gijón 
and Valladolid and uh, Recreativo Huelva. Well, <coughs> I, I think I think just it's it's more recent where where well, at least it feels that way to me where for fans it's, it's just become this belief that just being abroad is better and and it can be but it depends what conditions not just just because you go doesn't mean you're going to be better off and we saw it with Pulido he only played 12 games two years in Greece at one point they even sent him to their second division I mean couldn't say that's better than being in Liga MX um, and we're seeing it with like Alaniz you know also playing in second division not exactly top of his game. But we also forget what we have. Uh, and we've had players that never went abroad, you know, and then when they and when they were at the international stage with the Selección, they, you know, they more than held their own. You know, we saw it with like Beto Aspe with, with Emperador Suarez, Cuauhtémoc Blanco, all of these guys, uh, even Luis Hernández. And no matter who you put him up against, they matched I mean, well. Could you imagine how how insignificant players like Ronaldo or Messi or uh, or Luis Suarez, Kylian Mbappe, uh, you know, Eden Hazard, you know, players of, of real offense, you know, quality, a guy that you would probably want on your team, right? You know, when, if they if they had encountered Picolin in his prime <laughs> at a World Cup and being and being, you know, just undressed and humiliated by, 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 by Picolins, uh, you know, kind of like what Bobby Moore did, uh, did the Pele in the 1970 World Cup. How amazing is that? That, that, that even, that Pele, Pele was so good that, you know, his, his misses are celebrated and times when he is dispossessed are considered the greatest tackle of all time. That's, that's <laughs> what we would have seen with Picolin. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And he got up against one of these guys. It's to show that, that he can more than hold his own with another. But you're absolutely right, Joel. You know, the, 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 you know, this is something that we talk about on the show. Yes, does, do Mexican players, if you know, when it comes to the national team, do they need to play in, 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 in the top European leagues? The answer is 100% yes. But it does Mexico no good when, you know, out, you know right now, is there any Mexican player who is uh, playing with with an absolute top team in an absolute top league right now? The answer is no. No, but you know I mean, what, John? They're, they're, I want to dial. I want to dial it back a little bit. Something you said uh, was about Salcedo had just recovered from injury. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's been injured twice. Yes, three times. And three, wow. When This is where we dehumanize players as fans because he needs to think about his future after football. The fans aren't going to start a Kickstarter and, and raise money for him, you know, or put his kid through college. So these are things he has to think about. And if Tigres is willing to pay him top dollar, you know, sometimes up to like four or five million, you know, it being Liga MX, we don't, we don't know the numbers. I think the highest paid is Gignac at six million. Uh, right. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Titan could probably get anywhere between three and four. But I mean, 
you get a contract like that, which is like four years, you know, that's about $12 million. Plus, sometimes they offer you perks like a house. You know, you get the house and the matching cars. <laughs> I mean, you get that and he's like, okay, I'm set, you know, my, my family is set. And if something happens to me, if I get injured again and my career goes down the drain, I'm, I'm you know, we're in, we're in good hands. And, and I, I think it. that, what happened, Chiquis? No, no, I'll let you finish. I got something to say though. Well, that was just about it, man. As okay. a player like Cotomelli, that's, that's what you want. Because there's a lot of players that, you know, as fans, we don't keep up with them. We, we don't keep up with, with after someone retires. Uh, aside from those that's, that stay as coach or like, uh, pundits. But there's a lot of players that, and we don't know what, what they're up to. And, and a lot of them just, just cause they had some money. So sometimes they go back to having like modest, uh, nothing, there's nothing wrong with it, but if, if you could retire and be at a, a pretty well off, then why not? And uh, just an example aside from, and I agree with what you're saying about that. Um, but on the talent side, like the European, uh, going to Europe and playing with the big clubs and even doing well at the big clubs, let's just take an example, Chicharito. He played with Manchester United, he played with Real Madrid and he, he you know, he's been all over Europe doing pretty good, but in this last World Cup, was he or is he head and shoulders above every single Mexican player? Well, Not really, but he did get benched by a Liga MX player. No, yeah, look, look who was really. the who, <laughs> who was the who was the main guy in this last World Cup? It was uh, it was a Mexican league player, wasn't it? Uh, Chucky. Yeah, Chucky's like the man. So, okay. so oh, 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 how did how did how did that benefit Chicharito? How did that benefit Chicharito? Oh, on the, on the next I like I like I like this Chucky's. Where's his level? Where's his, where's his head and shoulders above the rest of the Liga MX European talent, you know? Dude, dude, Chicharito was, was, was far and away Mexico's best player at the World Cup. He was the, at this last World Cup. Yes, at the last World Cup. Oh man. He set up the first goal. Did he not? Oh, his little post is. was the only one that showed any kind of Urgency against Sweden, the only one. So yeah, I, I, I think Chicharito was in, in, in this particular case, head and shoulders above everybody else. In, in this particular tournament, I, I say yes. I mean, now did Chicharito was he like out, out of this world outstanding? Absolutely not. But uh, but of all the Mexican players, there's there's no question he was the one that I thought was was the absolute most consistent throughout the whole tournament. Can okay, you say do you that think? About I, I would, well, I can, I can nearly. Played Oliva did bench Cheech in the 2014 though. I mean, he did, and I don't, I don't know if that, if that, if that was, uh, if that was, you know, I mean, Oliva only scored the the one goal, although he did assist on the second, which came to already on the pitch. But I, but I think yeah. in this particular World Cup, I think that he was the uh, that, that yeah he was the, uh, he was the I wouldn't say head I wouldn't say head and shoulders because he's he, I wouldn't say head and shoulders above the rest because he's not he's not your assist guy he's not he, he's the guy who scores the crazy goals Dude, he, he's, he's, he's he a he's a target forward and he didn't do that Chucky Carlos Vela and Layun 
beautiful. That's not. He's not. He's not an assist. He's not an assist guy. He's a goal scorer. Well, I understand that, but what I'm, but what I'm, is that he set up both. Goals. So, so yeah, so maybe like a key, you know, a key part to the uh, to the for the team. Yeah, you know, he's really essential in providing that. But as as far as like being the star of the national team, he wasn't. He wasn't like the Cristiano Cristiano Ronaldo or like the, the the top guy for Mexico. Chucky was the one getting all the highlights. He scored that awesome goal, and he was like the attacking player for uh, for a lot of the games and until they figured, you know, until they bunkered and you know Sweden did their deal. But uh, he he was the the talk. Chucky was the talk. Like watch out for Chucky because he's got the speed and um, and the Mexicans on the break and stuff. So. I, 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 I would agree with your points, but I don't know about head and shoulders. Wait, wait. Al, you, search is saying if you don't praise Cheech for staying in Europe for as long as he has. Yeah, I do. I'm glad he has. And, and, and I think part, like what John is saying, like say he is head and shoulders above the rest. I think part of it is because he did stay in Europe and he fought it. And, and part of it is just his mentality, just the way he is, his personality, his, you know, right. his mental state it's of it's being it's a, a fighter. Yeah, exactly. So it's part of him that's, that's doing it. Um, I don't think it's just like, um, being in, in Europe is, is, you know, it's like going to give you so much benefit that if you're not going, then it's a total failure. But, uh, but, 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 but who's saying it's a total failure? I mean, that, that's what I don't understand. I think a lot of people are saying Salcedo coming back is, you know, it's really disappointing. Well, they should, Almost they like should. A, they should slap themselves for saying. <laughs> Again, you know, Carlos Acero had a decent career. It was it was short, but it was decent. It wasn't like like he didn't play. I mean, again, what we would you know as a, as a fan of the national team, which which most you know most people you you, you want to see your best players play on the best teams. Salcedo is one of your best players. Okay, so he may not be. You know, he's playing on, on on the on the best team in Mexico. Is that not is that not good enough for fans? Why is Liga Mexico seen as a failure? Why is playing Liga Mexico seen as a failure? Now here, here's, think... here's what I wanted to say before Joel before Joel uh, got me. I said I've said it many times. Yes, yeah. we need to have ma- as many Mexican players playing this, but it does us no good when we only have seven or eight guys playing in in, in Europe. Mexico needs to have. 60 guys playing in Europe. They need to have 70 guys, 80 guys playing in Europe. That's how Mexico, if they want to compete on the national team level, that's how it happens. And the only way that happens, the only way that happens is if Liga Mekis gets better and, frankly, it's as well. So it's, it, it's not a terrible thing to have good Mexican national team players play in Liga Anyway, please go ahead. No, I was just saying. I'll, I'll jump off myself. I was just going to say, as fans, a lot of times, uh, we just don't give the league the respect it deserves. You know, we, we tend to we tend to downplay it a lot. But I mean, anyone that's been following long enough, we've we've seen the type of talent that's come out, and. And um, and and what Mexico has achieved, you know, and, uh, and and Mexico's not that old when compared to the elite, to the the world elite. They're still behind a few years. Uh, league didn't really become professional until like the 60s, 
you know, host first World Cup in 1970. So I mean, it's 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 slowly getting there. Um, I don't think fans a lot of times realize how difficult some of this stuff is. Just I know there's quinto partido, but just remaining in like top 15 of the world for like what over 30 years now. That's, that's no easy task. Very few teams have stayed that relevant for that long. T- talking about uh, Oribe, it's a good, it's a good sort of uh, com- uh, example. Also, he he he's like a you know he's like a really good player, and he never went to Europe. I don't I don't think I don't know I don't blame him. I think going to Europe might have been you know too much. Well, he's like a, he's a late bloomer. He's late bloomer like Luis Hernandez. They they came out late, which is the other. Uh, I think it it just the rabbit hole goes deeper because that's the whole thing with with um with Liga MX and the short season and and not so many foreigners where there's not that many opportunities for young talent and and uh but but I I've always maintained that there's there's been a lot of talent that's coming out and and a lot that we miss just because we're not. Uh, they're not getting the opportunities, you know, but, but you could see how much like Oribe achieved. He got to go to the World Cup, uh, two World Cups. He got Mexico a gold medal, man. <laughs> and he got yeah. it beat in Brazil. And, and this, this is a Brazil that was hungry for that because, uh, till that point, Brazil had never, that was, that was the only thing missing from their trophy. It, it pissed them off so much that when Neymar <laughs> scored in the World Cup, he made fun of Giovanni's celebration. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he and look, he look, yeah, and Oribe was a big proponent of that, and that's that's pure homegrown talent, you know, coming out of Santos and and playing in America, and that's a player fortune in Liga MX, and and he helped he helped Mexico win that that gold medal. And this was a Mexican <laughs> league. This is a Mexican league talent. Yeah, the majority the majority of that team was yeah, Liga MX based. Well, I think the only one that was playing in Europe was was Giovanni, was he not? Everyone else was Liga MX. Yeah, and Nestor Alco is the only one on that team that didn't that didn't play any minutes at all. Damn. <laughs> you know, and let's not forget. I mean that that team. You know, they, they, they beat Brazil. Yeah, they beat uh, they beat Senegal, they beat Japan, they beat well, uh, Switzerland. With Senegal, Senegal at the youth at that level, they're a powerhouse. Uh, not so much yeah, at the world level, but at the youth level, is, Senegal is, is a really all, strong team. Yeah, but all of those teams ended up in 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 in, in, in this last World Cup, twenty eighteen World Cup. So like, you know, those yeah. generations, those generations grew up to. To, to be, you know, really good teams. So, there is, uh, there is that. So, so, I guess the consensus is, yeah, I think from all of us is, you know, that, you know, that this is not a, by any means, a move that was, a, that was a disaster at all. You know, and, and as Juan says, you have to remember that these guys are human beings. They're not a, you know, a, a bit of binary code and football manager. 
or FIFA, EA, FIFA. You know, and the same, same as third injury, the Quirofano, you know, they could have told him, hey, one more injury, you know, and, and that's it, you know. And right. he must have been like, well, I need to secure my contract. I need to, you know, I need to secure. You know, and it could be maybe he just really likes tacos machacados. Yeah. Estilo <laughs> pirata. You know, I mean, that happens too. I mean, and frankly, could you could you blame the guy for wanting to go back to what? have some? He's you know, like, I mean, I'm sure that the that the the taco situation in Frankfurt is probably not as good as it is in Monterrey. He, I'm just gonna throw it out there. He he prefers churros over strudel. You know, he wants a churro That's with right. a relleno de cajeta over over a strudel. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, eat his Wiener Schnitzel and his and his uh, his, his brews. You know, maybe yeah. for maybe he may just misses cerveza indio. Cerveza indio. You know, you know that would be a. You know, we are here on Catina and Mekis, and if I'm not mistaken, Hoyle, I believe you are enjoying a a michelada tonight. I am. It's a, a tecate or tecari. Uh, the Michelada Diablo. Normally, you know, it's, it, it, if you want a Michelada, you, you want the one made, you know. Pica? Pica no, pica. not at all, man. Not at all. It's, but it gets the job done. <laughs> so it's like, it's like as tepid as, 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 as chili you would serve at a retirement home. Yeah. That, that's the level of spiciness that that has. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is unfortunate. And of course, by me saying that, I just realized that I killed any chance we ever had of having the uh, Cate Michelada Diablo style sponsor the Cantina MX podcast. So I apologize to you. I know, and it would be a, a decent, good sponsor. Um, but I, I think we hit all the so, points on Salcedo, man. Uh, you know, yeah. I think I was just say for fans, not be so hard, man. Just, just being the Liga MX. You don't automatically suck. If it, right. if his, if his level goes down, it's not because of the league. A lot of times, it has to do with what's going on at the player's personal life. You know? Cortemo yeah, I mean, never not, went abroad. Like, yeah. Moncho Morales like went, never went abroad. Huh? Ramoncito never went abroad. Yeah, he... Both he, Yeah, all these guys that always measured up. Callito, man. We we always sing Callito's praises in this Gallito game against Croatia. Modric, Come on, man. Rakitic, and Servic. He went we up all the... Gallito, Gallito school. Yeah. He fucking the rooster. You know, right. he showed him who the rooster was. Uh, That's right. Who's, who's, uh, who's, uh, who's huevos, you know. Who had the huevos in the field. But, yeah, man... Um, so I just I just think sometimes we we shouldn't be blaming the leagues, which I know some fans are gonna hate this, but same same with like MLS when you see like like Geo, you, you know something is going on with him, where he just he just you know his quality fell that that low, and I don't think it's because he's in this league, you know. Right. It's, well, I mean, you know, I people won't... also tend to forget that you know, Giovanni's been he's been playing for what thirteen years. That's a long time, man. Said, well, he was in Barcelona yeah. since he was like maybe fifteen. 
Exactly. So, I mean, it's not like he's, you know, again, they gotta, you, you got to look out for who you got to look out for. And it's not, it's, it's not you, Joel. No offense. <laughs> They're not making a decision. ¿Sabes qué? Porque yo sé que a él, a él le encanta le, la selección nacional. Le voy a quedar aquí en, en Frankfurt para que, para que esté feliz, Joel. It's not how they yeah. No, that's, that's not me. I don't... I don't... <laughs> Now, Joel, uh, before we jump into uh, Liga Mekis talk, we should... Uh, since we're talking about the national team, as, as you all know, uh, uh, Gerardo Tata Martino was, was, was selected as the Mexican national team coach four-year contract, really three-year contract, but uh, you know, part of the part of the four-year proceso that's really only three years. Two years, really. Because then, you know, the World Cup is done. And then with, with, with the option to move on to the, uh, the 2026 World Cup, which I, honestly is the best part of the whole year. Well, he, uh, you know, they asked him about naturalizados, and he said, yeah, sure, why not? I don't got a problem. And of course, clutches clutches were pearled. Uh, I'm sorry, pearls were clutched. Excuse me, all all over all over, not just Mexico but in the United States. Oh my God, he said the N word, naturalizado. It's okay. What are we going to do? You know how's you know how, how is this going to ruin the national team at least for the next four years? Blah blah blah. So, does it matter? Or does it not matter? I say it doesn't matter. Does it matter or does it not matter? No, not not to the extent to have uh, panties bunched, uh, <laughs> and and we've been expecting uh, to have an atorlizado or two again, just because just because of the league. You know, if these fans are getting mad, they should have been livid when the league announced those changes in foreigners. You know, uh, right? What, what do you expect is going to happen if if clubs are allowed to field up to eight or ten foreign-born players? That just means there's going to be less domestic talent to choose from in the long in the long run. Well, see, that's And what it, cracks me up about the, the less Mexican players that play in the next. It's like, dude. You're, you know, you feel the team that has, you know, out of your 27 guys, you have like 20 Argentines. Come on. No pass. You know, he's part of the problem. When it comes to that. So, yes, uh, Joel. You are, you are exactly right. Yeah, and, and then also considering the You know, just how many strikers and even attacking midfielders the teams bring, which means uh, the league creates even less of those type of players. Because it's, it's easy, it's easier to bring out. Which, which is the other thing that we were talking about, not just here. Uh, I mean, we're talking about it in the live chat. How, how players like like Corbelin and and Even Moncho Morales were like late bloomers. 
Well, you were a late bloomer too, Chloe. Yeah, I didn't get into the podcast you, business. You were a little too. timid. For, <laughs> that's right. But now, but now you're you're kicking ass and taking names. Yeah, thank you, sir. You're doing very well. I just like thank to you. quote the great. I've been in a Euro <clears throat> I just like to quote the the great LaBridge, who said. Uh, Tata should just make a make the national team uh, go to Argentina and get some players to make his own national team that way. <laughs> he doesn't have to go to Argentina. All he has to do is go to Monterrey. There you go. Search, go to said, search said that if that if Tata built a selection of his paisanos, Mexico would play that quinto partido. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you know, I always thought that uh, when, when Piojo went down to Copa America. Uh, when he had that alternate team, I, 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 I was my man. How cool or how hilarious would it have been if he would have taken, you know, taken a team of out of the twenty-three, like eighteen naturalizados, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, and, you know and, and see how they do. I thought that would have been hilarious. But as it turned out, I mean, you know, their, their best game uh, down there was was what was it Bozo that scored the uh, the goals against Chile uh, along with. So, Chiggy, is this going to be a problem? You think is this? Is this, is this oh, what? It's, no, I don't think it's going to be a problem. Um, well, I mean, it'll be a problem. Uh, reporters and coaches will complain, and there'll there'll be this, this the same hysteria that goes on when this topic comes up all the time. But uh, I have a I have a comment on or a reply that I'm going to probably tweet to Serge on this is uh, on his fifth game comment is uh, I don't I don't <laughs> think they would I don't think they would make it to the fifth game. I what? think. I think the the Argentinians that would even settle for taking a Mexican national team call up would wouldn't be that good or would be too desperate and and not have the talent to even get to the fifth game. So the the good Argentinians and the good uh, extranjeros or whatever uh, are are playing with their national teams. They don't want to they don't want to you know go down to Mexico's level and settle for something less. Uh, and the ones that would aren't good enough to get to the fifth game. That's my that's my take on that. <laughs> Fair enough. So but, uh, I don't agree it? with I don't agree with national national naturalized though. You don't so you don't you don't want naturalized players on the No, I don't. I agree with, I agree with La Puente. Where where were you born? I was born in the United States. Okay, so that doesn't make you a naturalizado fan? Exactly. <laughs> so you would you wouldn't you wouldn't want you on the team. I wouldn't. I, yeah, I've said. I remember on, on on Big Soccer a long time ago. I said this exact same thing. I would not if if they decide that. I would not want me on the team. You know, my 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 thing is is a bit divided because you do have the ones that are just mercenaries and yeah. they just want to play just to just to get the international exposure to to play those big tournaments to 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 be at the World Cup and and whatnot. But then you have legit players that have made their careers in Mexico. A lot of them have even their kids are Mexican because they were born in Mexico, and and a lot of these guys are gonna they already adopted the country where they're gonna stay to live there. So a guy like that, I'm not gonna hate on a guy like that because they know that the country's giving them so much and they want to give something back. So I, I respect that, you know. I, I don't mind. I don't mind. I don't. I don't have this. Mexican, more Mexican than thou complex. Think, think of a guy like Tuca, who came to Mexico in the mid-70s. Atlas. Do you mean that, that Tuca's first team was Atlas? Isn't that crazy? 
Wow. <laughs> I would never associate Tuca with Atlas. Atlas back then had the, the, the Peruvian uh, national team captain playing. Like, well, goddamn. Chumpitas, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy. Even more crazy. fun fact. Uh, you know, Tuca's a guy who's made his, you know, and say, you know, I, I would say the same thing about La Volpe. You know, it's, I'm not a big La Volpe guy, but, you know, La Volpe, just like Tuca, I mean, they, they made their entire careers playing in Mexico. Wait, that 70s guy, that's a big deal, man. Uh, Peru might not be that much of a team right now, but 70s Peru, man, they were like mini, that, mini that, me that, Brazil, that, man. They were, sure. They, they won were, the 1975 Copa America. They were a it's, team to watch. Good. These are lower level. These are lower level guys, though, man. Like you, you know, not not to this, not to this Tuca. And, not to this. No, I'm talking about Tuca and La Volpe. These, oh. are, these are low. These are low. These are lower level guys, though, man. Like take take this for example. What if if, if oh, Messi? Let me deviate a little so you don't get. <laughs> Dude, you 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 uh, had better not. <laughs> trash anything about Tuca and the career that he had in Mexico because he was hey. outstanding. You know, Tuca is, is Pumas' leading uh, goal scorer. He passed Cavini. He should he should be in Europe by now, man, coaching uh, uh, some Wait, wait. Tuca passed Cavino? In Pumas. In Pumas. Not, not all time, just in Pumas. Yeah, because all time, I think Cavino has the record of having oh, yeah, won yeah, yeah, seven... Not even, not even caught up. Yeah, seven goal scoring titles in a row. It's like See, just he, by, never, just by showing up, he won. <laughs> yeah. He never played for Brazil, ever. Just, just, it's just shocking, shocking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's all these like great names and and even coaches that have come through Liga MX, and and we seem to forget. You know, just because automatically, especially now, we just assume every, all the everything good is is just in Europe. You know, it's like we we don't we don't. I I had a fun fact for you guys: the Super Clasico number one hundred and fifty. Uh, coach. What about coaching? It? Well, coaching America was Bielsa, and coaching Chivas was Leo Binhacker. That's like the type of coaching matchup you see at a Champions League, or <laughs> a really top league, when you when you put put things into perspective, Ch- man. Champ- Champions League light. <laughs> nah, man. Coaching <laughs> wise, those guys are nothing light that, about that, that those was, guys. That's what's so sad about about the Mexico League and, and and frankly Mexico fans in general. Not all Mexico fans, but but I think that the the. the, the a good a, a majority of Mexico fans is they underrate Liga Mekki so much. And, and and people outside of Mexico respect Mexico and Mexican soccer a hell of a lot more than the fans of soccer. Uh I can, I can see that perspective, but I I would sort of disagree in that these these fans don't really hate or despise their own country or their own league, but they they hold in higher regards other leagues because of all these star players um, at, at, as a lofty goal for their own players. 
So it's not really, I mean, they, it's, it's like you get a niveles or whatever. <laughs> they, they recognize where, where it's at. Um, my other example for, for this would be like, say, what if Lionel Messi in Barcelona was like a, as a youngster in the youth leagues before even getting called up to Argentina? What if he had like, what if he found some Mexican girlfriend or whatever? And then he fell in love with Mexico after visiting her parent, her parents or whatever. And he decided to go live. Or he's You're reading us your fan fiction, Chickies. Yeah, this is some fan fiction. Your romance yeah. fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, and, and Lionel Messi <laughs> was like blowing up in Barcelona, but his first call up, he 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 decides to go with play with Mexico, and he takes Mexico to win the World Cup, while all by himself, like single single handedly, puts the team on his shoulders. Are are, are Mexican right. fans going to put an asterisk on that World Cup win? Are they going to be like, well, it's, no. it's you know, just some dude? Right. Our, our, our Mexican players were like, you know, give the ball to Messi, and he actually did something instead, you know, instead of the reality. Um, they said give the ball to Messi, and he scored like three goals every game, leading Mexico to win the whole World Cup. I would be like, is this Mexican soccer? Did Mexican soccer really win the World Cup? Is is this a product of the youth uh, Fuerzas Básicas and, and Liga MX? That... Winning, winning, masquerades. Everything. Everything. Yeah, possibly. In my mind, it would. In my mind, I would be like, "That's that's sort of cheap. It's like uh, not what I want." It be, but it would be tainted. Yeah, It'd be the asterisk. It'd be the pro there, or what? Not well. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. It's it's like when you. So that's you my perspective. So so bad, and then you get like some like cheap imitation of you like. You know, like, 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 if you really want an Oreo double stuff cookie, you just gotta have it. And they bring home the Hydrox. Like, it's like, uh, it's like if I want a churro, but uh, inside the churro is a strudel. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm what? trying to, I'm trying to co- <laughs> get off. I'm trying to get a comparison. Cause Serge asked, does it matter? Like, does it matter if you have some naturalized guy winning the whole title for you? And... Well, you know what? Italy had naturalizados. They had a, they in had one a, of their early World Cups. They had a bunch of... They had a Cementero on their team that won a World Cup. They Think did have... <laughs> How about that for Cruz Azuleada, dude? <laughs> <laughs> they did have... They did. Camo, man. They had Camo who never played first division in Argentina. He played first division in Mexico before going to Italy. Um, but but even in the earlier Cubs, they did have some Argentine uh, naturalizados. Granted, they were probably they were probably of Italian descent. Man, it happens. You know, Spain won an Eurocopa with a naturalizado. The people care one way or the other it's just to me to me it's it's just not that big deal it just it just it, it just it's just not that big. my own person yeah I don't, I don't think it is either but i i welcome the heat that people give la puente whoever else you know it's fine by me you know it's funny because i remember when the whole guia franco thing happened and and, and frankly you know, yeah, Franco was was kicking so much ass in the Yankees that it, why wouldn't you want a guy like that on, on on your team? But you know, it just you know he just happened to go into a terrible freaking slump. Just didn't just never worked out. But you know, the, for the two years before that, he was just he was killing it. 
absolutely kill him. Just uh, I seem to recall even even when he was doing really well, like it, it I wasn't like, oh yes, get him in that, get him on the national team. Um, if I want well, someone really to be. Yeah, so that, that's what's probably that was probably it. Yeah, you know, Kikin. I know people make fun of Kikin, but man, he was. I can't think of a guy in the last, at least in this century, that busts ass more for the national team than Kikin. The way, you know, there were so many games where, yeah, he was a quote unquote forward, but it's so much of the dirt of the forward that you know, doing. He was like a forward. He just just hustling and just running around all over the place. Kikin, you, yes. you know, it's interesting you bring up Kikin because he was one of the, you know, some of the Mexican media was criticizing Tigres and saying um, how they've hurt the national team by bringing back players from Europe, and Kikin was one of those players. But Kikin did not want to be in Europe, man. <laughs> he was, he went, he went because he he wanted, he wanted that experience, but once he got there, he's like, this isn't for me, you know? I I just miss being home. And and this this we should get uh Martin back. Cause he was one of the first guys to interview him, you know, when when he was in uh what was it in uh Benfica and he traveled over there and he, he right. interviewed him and and he told him he told him off the record though, like, dude, I don't, I don't like it here. I think he was even trying to get him to stay. Uh, we, we need to get Martina to confirm, but he just didn't like it. And I think that's the other thing where, as as soccer fans, we forget, you know, not not everyone adapts well to living abroad. You just might not if you're and if you're not comfortable, you're not gonna play good. Kikin was the uh uh he was the bully for Saint Kitts and Nevis. <laughs> <laughs> he bullied them man. He would score all his goals against like the most mediocre teams ever. Dude, Kikin had he played, he played well against good teams, man. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he like scored like that four goals against the best team. Sagi was also a bully if you look at when he played. Oh, yeah, he had that, that gold cup where he scored 15 goals because they played him. Sagi is impresionante. He was, man. That, that guy did bully those poor guys, man. Because those teams, those guys really are very semi pro, and you're playing against taxi cab drivers and panaderos. And security cards and stuff like that, dude. I forgot who. I think Mexico went to play Isla Skycos or something, and they ended up donating a lot of their equipment to the team because they they didn't have, you know, they didn't have like shin guards and things like that. Extra soccer ball. They probably had like that one ball, you know. <laughs> you kick over the fence. I want us to go get it. Yep. Man, they used to. Uh, I used to do that a lot. Kick the ball, Kick over, the ball the over the fence. <laughs> the 
the worst is when you did it to the like the neighbors behind. Because then you had to go all the way around the block to uh, to fetch <coughs> to fetch the uh, fetch the. All right, so that's what I decided. We put that to bed. See, yeah, we put that to bed. Yeah. Tucked, tucked in. That's right. We gave him a little taco. You know. Anyway, as we uh, move on, we uh, Joel had uh, requested. Well, we had our pre-show meeting that he wants to talk to Chivas, but not 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 the three wins and the nine points <laughs> and the Chivas comment, and they're gonna win. And all the royal that comes when, when when Chivas went three in a row, it's like, it's like Chivas fans come out of the woodwork. But when that happens, no, he wants. Chivas, to, well, you go ahead. What's to say? Chivas had not won three games in three league games in a row in almost a decade. You have to go back like to two thousand ten with Chicharro when when they had won three games in a row. And that was when he scored two. Like those that those three games, Joel. That, that, that you're that you're because he scored two goals apiece in each one of those games. Each goal better than the last. His last goal was a was a flasso from outside the area with his left foot. Yeah, which is which is funny because then later you saw him score a goal like that with Man U, and they started saying how each game was getting better. <laughs> Because he was in Europe. And I was like, dude, did you not see him play in Mexico? He had already scored goals like that. Right. Exactly. Anyway, but that's not what we'll, talk, we'll talk about Chivas' success here momentarily. But what you want to talk about, Joel, is Chivas' television contract. Because you you have it on good authority that, that Chivas is – it's not really – it's not really a, a for-profit deal. It's more like a, like a Chivas charity that they're on other channels. It is. Hey, this is this is a good. I would think this is a pretty good analogy. You know, how how would you rather be with a, with your girlfriend if if she was exclusive to you, or if you had to share her with like four other guys? <laughs> not just four other guys, but but four other guys. <laughs> okay. well, <laughs> that's, that's, but but there's a lot to think about with with the whole exclusivity thing because for example, Chivas on open air TV would make what they so would average want about a bunch of Chi hermano brother husbands. I <laughs> no, I just think that you know when there was announced about Chivas, they they were with all these different different stations and a lot of my chivo hermanos automatically assume that's more money you know but we have yet to see the numbers and and what one thing to one thing to keep in mind is for example on open air tv when when they were with televisa chivas was averaging 11 million so that means for a sponsor i guess that sponsor went more to the tv but even if you're like want to be a main sponsor for the jersey, you, you you could probably command more money. But now since it's all spread out, I, I, I'm curious to know how how that works now. 
Well, uh, this all, all goes back to the fact that, that there's no reason Liga MX clubs should negotiate their own individual TV deals. It's, it's, frankly, it's insane. But as many people have put on, including us, when media companies are running the show, You know that's that, that's just kind of how how it is. But anyway. but 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 it seems to me, Cohen, and I may point us out that that you want that the exclusive contract. This argument all the time with people. I I lost you there, John. I I didn't. The connection got lost. I didn't hear what you said. Fading in and out. It's kind of I'm, I'm in a dead zone. Yeah, it's been fading in and out. Uh, so what I was saying is, is that I believe Joel that, 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 that maybe I don't know if you agree with me or not, but exclusives are the way. Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously, I think you get way more money. You should get way more money. It, I think a good example is like Super Bowl. You know, uh, the the sponsors to show a TV a TV commercial. During the Super Bowl, cost so much money, and it's because that's you know it's that one place where you're gonna you're gonna see it at. If, if there was like if there was like five ten stations all showing the Super Bowl, then it would just that whole dynamic would be different. I do want to break news if that if that's all right. Now we uh. We're not going to be able to run our commercial on Super Bowl. It, uh, it, 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 it didn't work out. We deadline for it. We missed the deadline. So the Cantina Mickey's podcast commercial will not be seen on the in the Super Bowl broadcast. Very unfortunate. Yeah, it is. So I have speaking of Super Bowl, does uh, before we get into the Chivas talk, does uh does the city of Los Angeles? They, 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 I know that they've had Dodger fever. Do they now have Ram fever, Joel? Yeah, and Lake Laker fever because LeBron. LeBron is back. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's, he's like back. back back. I just know he's playing with. <laughs> oh, okay. So, 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 so Ram fever has taken over Los Angeles. Let me ask you this, Cohen. Has it taken over Los Angeles enough that you care about watching the Super Bowl? No, I never watch pointy ball. So it hasn't, so it obviously hasn't. And Ram fever has been afflicted by Ram fever. Well, not to me. And I mean, I've never been a fan of teams that jump around when, you know, you're in St. Louis and then San Diego and then LA. I don't see how that feels like, you know. I just never been a fan of that. As as cousins, a Chiva and a, and, and a Ram. How do you say Ram in Spanish? Test you both. Test both of you boys. Um, Anybody know? Ram. No. <laughs> no. Um, uh, is it Borrego? 
What? What was that? Yes, what? C A R Car Carneros. 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 Carneros de Los Angeles. Or now they say Los Rams. As Chiquis. As Chiquis pointed out. Alright, so, here, here, well, one yes. thing I wanted to point out here, I found the article, uh, and it says Chivas avoids lawsuit by, you know, by agreeing on a deal with Televisa. So basically, uh, for they were going to get sued for going with Tevasteca. Breach of contract. Yeah, and. So uh, the contract has, hadn't been. Yeah, because Chivas has uh, Chivas has a deal with Televisa, but on their pay television, which is uh, TVN. But then they they um, but then uh, in order to avoid the lawsuit, this is according to El, El Universal. The only way Chivas could prevent legal action was was, was by providing free to air rights. To Televisa for free. I knew it. I, I knew it. I said it at the pod when, um, when, when, I don't know if you guys remember when Teva Azteca aired that commercial saying Chivas is back home. And then the, the right. next day Chivas had to put an official statement saying, um, we're, we're not, we, we haven't signed a contract with, yeah. And I was like, I'm pretty sure Televisa saw that commercial and, and they phoned in again and they're like, hey, go get daddy's belt. You, you pissed us off. And uh, that's that's been going on. Uh, it, it finally came to light. So, I mean, damn. That's, that's one Televisa they're not getting money from. I, I still would like to see the numbers to see how much better they're doing or worse. Well, here's the, uh, here's, I would assume that when they originally signed their contract with, uh, with, with, with Televisa, Televisa, ooh, cars get totally ripped up by the cops. Go ahead and write a first refusal. In other words, they, they, they got, they got first, first, uh, first shot at negotiating a contract. And they were, and if someone, uh, offered a number, then they probably had a right to, to match or or beat it, and then they would get the deal. If they, if they didn't, then so be it. But uh, so I'm sure that there, there's probably something that along those lines is in that sense. But uh, so it makes it makes. So now they're they're not just free on TDN, aren't they? Like on six different networks right now. No, no, I think they do get paid for TDN. It's just not a lot, but free to air—that's where you want to be at. And well, sure. for Televisa, it's free. So, ouch. Also on Televisa, Televisa—that's hilarious. Yeah, that's where you get. And for the last broadcast, it was ten point six million. Viewers between 
between TV Azteca and and um and Televisa open air right. TV I'm guessing cuz I had said 11 million so I guess Multimedios and Chivas TV and whatever just got the scraps Is Chivas TV still a thing? Yes sir, yes it is. Are you, are I don't you know how much it costs though. Huh? So you're not a subscriber? You're not a subscriber? I don't think you have to you probably get like free subscriptions at like you buy like some cracker jacks and it's like the price inside the box or something. I don't I don't know who will want to pay for that. So you get a you get a box of palomitas and your prize is free at Chivas TV. Yeah, you get the code, the promo code for for some free. <laughs> I don't know, man. But Chivas TV is still a thing. Um, but, but, and then they're on Bleep and Click and all these other Mexican streaming outlets. So many to so name. they're on others, but, but the yeah. soccer is still paying for it on Chivas TV. Yeah. <laughs> so they're on everywhere else for free. But on Chivas TV, you have to pay. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, this was part of, um, I think it's Iguera, Iguera's plan. And he was trying to make it like something kind of posh, you know? Like if you're, if you're, it's like the VIP type thing. Cause if you have Chivas TV, you get like exclusive, you're supposed to get like exclusive content. You know, interviews and behind the scenes. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what it was. So it's like if it's it's like if you're like the fancy fan, you have a you have Chivas TV, you know. So Chivas TV, in 15 years ago, what if you're out? We've been all over it. Yeah. Well, they failed. The deep, deep down, you're a, you're still you're still a huge Chivas fan at heart. Yeah, no, that's not going to work in Mex. Not not with the economic problems they're having. And then to try to, you know, they're just trying to make make Chivas like a very expensive product, you know. And right. that's always been like a like a work working class team. Now all of a sudden you wanna you wanna make it like you, all these bonus features. It's almost like when you buy those video games and then uh, it's like a complete video game and you have to do all these microtransactions, you know, just to to have, like, the extra content. You have to pay way more money. Right. And it's never worth Because you, you get behind-the-scenes stuff. You're like, I don't want to watch these guys practice. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, it's not so much different than the pregame. That the other TVs are already, you know, providing. Sure. You know, I got stuck watching 30 minutes. Uh, the media guide and, and my cable thing lied to me. It told me that Chivas game was on at four. And, and I turned it on and I was stuck watching 30 minutes of pregame. Well, you know, pregame shows aren't all that bad, Jorge. You know, give us, give us, give us, a, give us a little break. No, uh, some break. are good. Some are good. I'm telling you, I, I used to. I man, that was, that was like when I started watching football, man. I, that was 
I used to get you get like a lot of quality stuff from if you if you get a good pregame, you could get you'll learn so much, you know. And then when you're watching the game, you you you'll notice things that you probably would have normally not paid attention to. So I, not, not nothing against it now. Uh, you, you know, I used to watch from way back when, when Fox Sports Americas, when Fox Sports Deportes was Fox Sports Americas, right. and like 90% of their content was from TYC, the, the South American Torneos y Competencias. And it was mostly Argentine stuff, but they used to have Minuto Cero, which was like the pregame for like a lot of the Argentine games. It was called Minuto Cero. And man, I, I used to like watching that show. Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I remember when I was a kid, especially during. Well, I guess all the games. I always had the fifteen-minute pregame show. That was really nice. good. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was. It was definitely, definitely good. Good team. Joel, nine points. You said that the, the Chivas had done nine points since Chicharo was a Chiva. That's how long it's been. Since they yeah, twenty ten. How sad. How sad. How sad is that for, for for Chivas fans to know that 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 even even Atlas has won three games in a row since then? They've wow. done it a few times. Atlas. <laughs> yeah, but Chivas won titles and Atlas didn't, so I would gladly take that loss for those five campeonatos Chivas accumulated in in that wow. time. Well, not just league, but but cup and super cup and those cups Concacaf. I thought that those were... Uh... No, they do count. They're just not as... Like, the league is the premier championship. And then the other ones are just, like, minor tournaments. But winning a tournament is always better than not winning one. Atlas hasn't won anything. Yeah, that's... <laughs> like, like ever. They've been hiding behind Cruz Azul. People have been so... making fun of Cruz Azul, and Atlas just over there, like... Like, thank you very much for taking yeah. all the pressure off of us. Yeah, don't pay attention to us. Nothing to see over here. Just, just what, 60 years of fracasos. So, is, is, is it the goatee? Is it Cardoso's goatee? Is that, is that what, what has led to this rebirth of the, of the, of the coming campeonissimo? Is no, it, I, I, I wouldn't say campeonissimo. I so, oh, so we're, we're pumping the brakes on the campeonissimo. I just check it because. Yeah, you know, you look no, at the way no, the no. Chivas fans talk, and it's like, you know, you know the, the, the you know the second coming is on its way. All right, so so no campeonissimo. No, but, but what what has been the secret to Chivas' success over, over these past three games? Is it is it Alan Pulido? He scored a couple of game winners. Well, well, you know what, the the talent was there, and and this is a team that had been winning prior to the Desmadre. So basically, they managed to calm down all the all the all the bad stuff that was going on, you know, all the in-house fighting between like Almeida and Iguera, and then you had you had this group of players that were beginning to like they were trying to yeah they were trying to revolt. So that's why a big reason why also why the team did with a you know they kind of clean house. They let go, and, and uh, they're saying that's one of the reasons also why they sold Orbelin. He was one of those, you know, he was, he was one of the, ra- yes. 
And and the players that stayed, and then the ones that came in, the ones that came in, uh, just very professional about it. And and I think that that some of the other players, like like Pulido, even even Trophies, sort of like just calm down. You know, they were like, "Oh snap," <laughs> you know. Uh, so I I think that that ultimately that's that's what happened. Uh, and then I think giving continuity to Cardoso, you know, people thought he wasn't going to last, and and he did miss Liguilla, and but but that they left him and he kept working and and he had done good. I mean, his season was an improvement over the past two seasons, the ones under Almeida. You yeah, just you just love to just just stick the dagger into them. Well, no, so, yeah. I. Th- I one thing with Almeida is that I think he gets blown out of proportion. He did good stuff, but but I think a lot of fans just make him bigger than it was. You know, I think he he hit a lot of his deficiencies well. He went like a whole season without winning at home, and I didn't see any criticism. And it's like, yeah, no other. You know, that, that just shows how much love that guy had. But that's that's not something that you should overlook. And, and when we see why he didn't. He wasn't able to land clubs like maybe in Europe or or bigger clubs in South America. I think that's some of the things that they that they look. You know, how, how is he doing in league? How well is he doing? And he he just didn't convince a lot of people that. Uh, but but going back to to Carlos, he showed a lot of improvements and and. And it's it's paying off now that, that you know that confianza they gave him. Sure. Now let me ask you this, and I want you to answer honestly. What what has a better chance of happening before this? Before, I guess, at the end of the season, Chivas winning another championship or another desmadre that ruins everything? Oh man, come on, Yon. Why why you gotta go there? <laughs> no, I, I think uh, I, I'll say um, I, I'll say the club they learned their lesson. You know, they, they learned their lesson. It was like two years of of, of a lot of this madre, um, and I think they're, so, they're, so you're, you're telling me hey, it was. I'm, I'm gonna change this time. This time, well, no. I'm gonna change. <laughs> No, they just backed down because they saw how much it was hurting the team financially. Just missing out, just missing out on on Liguilla. I forgot how much money is it that you lose, and and to lose three three tournaments in a row to not make Liguilla—that's a lot of money. You know, it starts adding up. So they were like, "Okay, time to take the," you know. So yeah, I I don't. I don't really see any of this madre anymore. I, I think, uh, but I also don't think the team will win the league. Not not this tournament, but maybe in the next two, they they should be contenders. I see the Chivas comet already. It's it's, it's beginning to, you know, I, I could I could see it entering the orbit. So the Chivas comet is has has. Now, has it been spotted or or yeah, I would say 
signs where 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 I could make an entrance. Yeah, there's signs. Okay. There are signs. You know, it's like a comet. It could completely miss its target, but it's it's definitely headed this way. Really? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Yes, there's there's plenty of talent to go around in that team. And I think in a year or two, some of these players should, you know, if, if everything works out, uh, it, it will make Chivas a, a pretty strong team. Well, and here's the, uh, you know, again, we, we, we circle back to, to, to fans of the national team. If you're a fan of the national team, you need Chivas to be a good team. Yes. If Chivas is a good team, that means that means that you have you have Mexican players playing well in Liga MX. And if you're a Mexican player playing well in Liga MX, nine times out of ten you're going to be on the national team. Why? Because there are just not that many Mexican players. No. It's it's in in a four year cycle about eighty. 80 players will get called up to the national team. I don't know if that's fully true, though, man. What? Is it, what do you mean you don't know? You go no, look like, at the numbers. Chiggies, you, you, no, what, there, what John they're, said, they're, what John oh. said about the uh, national team. Like, what, the last oh. World Cup, how many Chivas went to the last World Cup? Or even... Exactly, because they were terrible. Chivas was terrible. So why, 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 why on earth... So, so yeah, so I, I don't think, uh, I mean... I think Chivas can be real terrible, and the national team can do okay as long as there are other players and other Liga MX teams. No, I that understand are good. that, but what I'm saying is, if, 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 if Chivas is playing well and Chivas players are playing well, yeah, the chances are pretty high that those guys are probably going to be on the national team. Okay, yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to make the national team better. I'm just saying they're probably going to be on the national. Chivas Pelionero, were you eating Chile with your food? Maybe he had one too many micheladas for him. <laughs> oh man! I'm coming. I'm p- coming back um, to the U.S., so my stomach is getting used to this American food. Are you back? In, are you back in Kyle Cheeks? Yeah, I'm struggling. I got the uh, what do you call it? Chorrito. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, gentlemen, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, like two miles away from making my customary stop here on the highway. So I'll, I'll, when that happens, I'll step off for, for a moment. Is it a drive-through? What What is it? No, I got to get out. I got to get out. Oh, you can get out. So I got to, yeah, it's over 24 hours. But I also have to have to take care of some other some, some other pressing issues as well. So. Do they microwave them like they have them behind a Glass counter, yeah, they, and then you, you Let me put this there. They have so much business, they have like eight microwaves. Wow. So I, 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 I would not want to work there because, you know, quien sabe que pasa con tus. With your pending issues, right? Exactly. <laughs> okay, then I, I guess we could probably do a, a quick. Jornada Cuatro preview while you're out. Well, it won't take me that long. It's not like I'm going to be gone for 20 minutes. I'll just be gone like five minutes. I'm a mile away. So, no, you can, yeah, y'all, y'all do whatever, 
well, whatever whatever you feel is best. Well, so I'm still blown away, Cohen, that you're saying that the, the, the Chivas Comet, the, the astronomers are all comparing notes and saying, yeah, it looks like it could be on its way back. It's, it's, yes. it's like their forecasters forecasting, oh, El Nino's back. <laughs> that is, uh, you know, and, and, and for you, Joel, a, a recent self-loathing, painfully pragmatic Chivas fan. I mean, for, 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 for sunshine pumping Chiarmanos, I mean, wow. your word has to be the gospel, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got another uh, fan fiction sort of scenario that might uh, might be of interest. So, like, I know Cardoso isn't Mexican or whatnot, but uh, like, say he uh, say he he does the same uh, the same thing with Chivas as Almeida did. Do you think he gets the praise and the and the the fandom from the from the fans to go to the national team? Like, say he wins two two uh, doblete and. Uh, and another t- and another uh, Copa MX. Do P- do fans want him for the national team later on? I, I think they will. I think they will. Just Chiva fans, they could be very like they're a bunch of homers. Uh, they were asking for Almeida, even though there's more qualified options. Just because you know, I, I do I'm think a- there is that Chiva's hype machine, okay. and, and I That's do think if. If he does well, he'll he'll become a candidate. That's interesting. I have my doubts, but yeah, that's that's good. To, that's interesting. I to actually, hear. I, I I have my doubts too, Chiquis. I think that it would that that there, there might be maybe some you know definitely louder than a whisper, but not screaming from the rooftops like it was. I mean, I, I mean, I was advocating for for Almeida just because I thought that the next coach would have to be a, a coach that understood. Was familiar with, with the talent available to him in Liga MX, so I thought that he was an excellent option. But I think that, as Joel pointed out, his uh, his agent kind of oh yeah, did him in. His agent yeah. literally did him in. Exactly. It's it's interesting what uh, Rigo says about uh, Almeida though and his tactics. There, I mean, he, he praises him like no other. Well, I, I'm gonna hold back on that, and and we'll see how he does in MLS with yeah. St. Joe, and we want to see how he does there because uh, he never, to me, Almeida struggled against the top teams pretty much every season, you know. Mm-hmm. He did, but to me that that was more Tigres losing that game than she was winning it. There I said it. I said Ooh. it. <laughs> Controversial. Nah, not so much. Look look at that game when they played in El Volcan and, and Tigres had more than enough opportunities to have won that match. Um, can I, mean, I tweet can I tweet that quote out then right now? Oh snap. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, yeah, if you want, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I get a lot of hate already. It's just it's gonna be like in context, cheekies. I won't. I won't say. I won't say who said it. All the hermanos are gonna 
But but it's like why why say it now? It's been a couple years. Yeah. I'm guessing John is is in his Colachi run. Um. So real quick, Jornada Cuatro. I guess we could highlight the best matches. Uh, hands down, Rayados America is gonna be the the game of the week. Um. America's now on a 23 game unbeaten streak, and Rayados has been pretty fire. They have some. They spent a pretty penny, so I think this is interesting game to watch. Um, and then you have Pachuca Pumas. Pachuca, of course, because they brought in Palermo. So you gotta see. And Pumas has been struggling. They're not that Pumas. They made Liguilla. They, they seem to have a. What was that picture, Chiquis? I said um, relapsed. They seem to have relapsed. Oh, yeah. The Pumas have old. And then there's Toluca Tigres. Tigres just lost to Cruz Azul at home. Now they're visiting Toluca, who's coming off a defeat as well. Controversial defeat at, at, uh, against Chivas with that goal. That goal that, that was on the line or crossed the <laughs> line. Um, it's one for the ages, but Tigres has been struggling, man. And, uh, so, and not sure if, if Salcedo will start, but, that's one thing to look out for, but Tigres can't afford to keep dropping points like that. Uh, especially since they had, we could say their last se- season was a fracaso. Yeah. So we have that. And then finally there's, there's Chivas who are the lead, the, the leaders right now. Uh, they are the leaders, but I'll say um, America is, they're, they have, they're, they're a game less. Yeah. You know, uh, so I just have to point that out. But Chivas are three for three, but five games, one in a row between league and cup. So Chivas has been on fire, while Santos has been pretty much in decline. They haven't been as strong uh, as they were previous seasons. They have been selling a lot of their talent, and they've been struggling. So I, I think Chivas could... I don't know if they're going to keep their winning streak, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they could steal a point from La Comarca Lagunera. You forgot to mention uh, Necaxa should be uh, up there on the, ah, the first you, on the first spot. You, they're they're down a t- they're they're two zero and uh, haven't played the third game like everyone else has. Well, also Cruz Azul Cholos, uh, Cruz Azul, they started. They didn't start so good. You know, we had that one kid that was welling in the stands. They lost to Chivas at home. Uh, but then they, they bounced back with that huge win over Tigres. And now they're, they're hosting Cholos. And Cholos has Oscar Pareja, the, the former MLS guy that was a Colombiano. And a lot of people wanted him to take over the, the U.S. team. But uh, he was overlooked. And he's now in Liga MX. And he's He's been struggling, so let's see how how they do against Cruz Azul, who seems to be just getting their bearings now going. I think that game's also going to have some interesting things. The other matches, uh, I don't know, man. They're the they're the they're the bum fights for me, Chiquis. Yeah, the, it's interesting that there's dumpster four. fire in the background. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> <laughs> Cruz Puebla, Atlas Lobos, Buafes. That's like a bunch of drunks fighting at Denny's at 3 a.m. I don't, 
care. Someone's going to yell world star. Um, <laughs> we don't, we, I don't know. These games, like, eh, eh, who, 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 even though for Chaflas, they're pretty high up. They're, they're higher up than they should have been. And I, I do think, uh, I think, didn't America smack them around recently? Put them back in place? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting there's four games on Friday, though. So, America's going to be on Friday. Cruz Azul is on Friday night. Oh, um, yeah. There are four games on Friday. Yeah. And then four on Saturday and just one on Sunday. Chivas uh, is I, only, I only see two games on Friday, four on Saturday, and three on Sunday. Well, the medio tiempo is messed up. Let me see. Oh, that's not a surprise. I For Friday, I have... I have the bum fight. Veracruz Puebla and Atlas Lobos blew up. And then you have to be a you have to be a true fan, a true Liga MX fan, no, or, or 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 get paid for it to have to sit through those. Yeah, I, I was telling Chiquis, this is like seeing drunkards fighting at Denny's at three a.m. That's right. <laughs> Just ruined my pancakes. Um. And then for Saturday, wait, Chiquis, I'm bad. Three games on Friday. No, two. Two? Cruz Azul Cholos, when, when? Yeah, Cruz Azul, uh, oh shoot. No, Cruz Azul Cholos is on, uh, yeah, Media Tiempo is all messed up, man. There's two games on Friday. Four on Saturday. And then three. Okay. Yeah, there's medio tiempo's all messed up ever since they redid their website. We we call it medio cierto. Yeah. Because half of the time they they get it right. Medio tiempo, five times a day, every day. Oh, I remember when they started. That was the place to be, man. You could pull up old stats. That's like looking at those baseball cards from. When you're a kid, you could go to a player and then you could see like the different, how they did the different seasons or what the teams they've been with. I, you know, I haven't seen their opinion, opinion columns. I haven't either. They used to have some pretty good ones. I know Martin did, Martin did some stuff for Medio Tiempo. You did it for I, years. Fun fact, I have two I have two stories on Medio Tiempo both on both uncredited. Really? Yes, sir. I'm so old I can't even remember what they were. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't remember anymore. And we're going back almost maybe more than ten years. <laughs> yeah, definitely more. <laughs> what are you like? You're in your 50s now, right, Hoy? Did you just turn like 55 or something? No, no. Todavía no. Todavía no. 42. 42. Oh, you're a young pup, dude. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was like 05 or 07 around that time. 
Yeah, I, 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 I had two. Dos notas. Mm. That's uh, if I had my soundboard hood, I'd be playing the sad flute for you right now. Wait, sad flute? Why? Because you had two uncredited stories on Medio Kid. Oh, I, no, I knew, I knew they were, I knew they were, and in my, and in my, there's no big deal. It was collab collaboration, so. Actually, uh, uh, Martin was mentioned in uh, one of his Medio Tiempo columns. Ah. He, uh, he said, so don't let his name fool you. He's one of us. Then it was during the, the 2011 Gold Cup where I forget we were talking about, but like like how like the U.S. had a, a bit of an advantage because you know size wise they were much bigger, but the big I said, but the, but the biggest difference that Mexico had that, that they'd never had before was speed, and that was what was going to end up doing them in, and uh, we ended up being right. Yeah, yes. That was quite the gold cup. So who does Chivas play? Chivas play Santos Laguna. In Torreon? Uh, Yes, sir. Does the streak continue, Hoy? Maybe not the win streak, but undefeated streak. I would say they would get a point, which would be all right with me. Both Santos and Tumas have kind of come back to earth after their unexpectedly strong seasons last year. So it would not shock me if if, if, uh, Chivas actually pulls out the win. It would not be a surprise. Chiggy's not talking about Pumas, but I, I don't know how depressed I can, I, I can get while, while driving. I don't, know, I don't know if it's safe for me to be that depressed while I'm driving, but it is. It's a sad state, Chiggy's. Hey, maybe I need to be uh, moved to Mexico City or something, because uh, when I went and watched Pumas, they won, albeit against uh, Leonas Negros. Maybe I have the, uh, Rigo, the Rigo good luck charm. The Rigo effect. Did and, you get in the VIP section? He did. He paid yeah. like what? $15, Chickies? How much was <laughs> yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, I paid like $15 or whatever to be in the VIP. And he had like a, he had like, he had a server right there and he could be like, get a foot rub. <laughs> you had table service? He, he used the server as a footstool. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, just, <laughs> it's really kind of lost on you because I mean, all you're going to be ordering is bottled water, right? <laughs> yeah, but he would cheekies would be like and with with a twist of lemon, just just a twist. <laughs> I'll send it back if it has more than a twist. If I'm um, feeling risky, if, I, if I'm feeling risky, I'll get a coca. 
Akoka. And I was disappointed they didn't have the sopas baruchan. No, they had donuts. They had uh, palomitas. They had... Wait, you mean palomos? No. Yeah, because palomo. palomitas con chile in, in the palomo. That's a palomo? Oh, okay. Yeah. Them donuts are, uh, looks very good, don't they? What kind of donuts? They're just like glazed, uh, well, uh, you know, like frosting glazed donuts. Sort of weird seeing donuts at a game. Are they good donuts? I don't know. Mexican donuts just seem... I, I, I didn't taste them. I have I the bimbo donuts, and then they're like... They seem weird, you know? No, no, no. We used to go to a place called Donas Coronado. They were delicious. Oh. Where was this at, though? Like, Monterrey? No. I didn't, come on, dude. Seriously? Defe, no. de... Of course. Yeah, I mean, why on earth would I ever be caught dead? <laughs> going to the provincia. It's, it's the provincia, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, why bother yeah, I, you know, cause I, I noticed some, some Liga MX stadiums sell, they sell like the, the cup of noodle stuff, and I was like, I imagine it'll be, I mean, that's kind of dangerous. You get pissed if you throw your boiling hot water at someone. <laughs> but, but is it, um, is it no longer that hot? I mean, I don't, that, that's why I was, I was chickies. You didn't get a cocktail de camarón chickies? No, they didn't have that. I didn't eat anything because I was saving my, I was saving my, uh, saving some space for some tacos after the game. What was the, what was the taco situation like? It was good. It was my friend. He has a taco stand. He had, uh, I had carnasa. I even tried, which I normally don't, uh, what is it, cheek and tongue. <laughs> I like it was, tongue, actually. It was, it was yeah, pretty good. I, I usually tongue. don't, yeah, I usually don't do that, but, uh. Just, just good. don't watch it being made and you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I saw, actually my mom was making tongue and I saw, I saw the whole tongue. I was like, what, what the fuck is that? You know, it's <laughs> like, that's, that's dinner. And I was like, I'm not eating that. And, and I remember when it was in taco form, I was like, can I have some more, please? Like that kid from. <laughs> please, sir. Yeah, that was me. Where, where is that from? I, I keep missing. From Oliver. Dickens? Oliver Twist. Right. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not any more gruel. That was me. Um, but, yeah. Oh, man. But, Chiquis, you should have had something, you know, just just from the VIP, you know, like, just. I, I did. I got a bottle of water. <laughs> no, like, food, you know, just. Even if uh, you no. didn't need it, just just because you know. Not because before the game. Thing, like take this away. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't even have him come over though. I, I was like at halftime, so I got up and and we went to where they were, where they had all the drinks, and we went over to them instead of, you know, like, sir, come <laughs> over here, come over here, please. <laughs> uh, you ring a little bell and then they come to you, cheeky. Yeah. Why don't you call them? Oh, I didn't, no, I didn't call him. I went over. We, we went over there and said, we went over there and asked for our stuff. They have like in the stadium, they have uh, underneath the seats or underneath the uh, one of the sections, they have like a, a little section inside the um, cement where they put a bunch of ice and that's where they keep all their drinks and stuff. 
that their bottles. When I was in uh, working for NFL Films, we did a game at the Azteca, a preseason game. And we went down one of those tunnels where it spit out at the end of that. And there was so much ice that you couldn't see the uh, the, the exit, the, the, the vomitorium into the stadium. That's how much ice was there. It blocked the exit. <laughs> Yeah. Bueno, bueno, chicos, on that note, I have to get, I have to get going. Work, work beckons, work beckons. Yes, yes, sirs. Yeah, me fui. All right, man. Well, we have been on for a couple, about a good hour, forty-five minutes. Yeah. It's not a bad time to go and end the show. Yeah. But uh, so just to, just to wrap up, Salcedo, okay, he's here. Naturalizados, whatever, no problem. <laughs> She's getting the point. Kidding, Word. yes. That's pretty much it. Rundown. <laughs> Good rundown. She's your Marcelo. Eh, okay, no big deal. Naturalizados, not really. I'll, I'll be okay without him. I would never root for a team that has someone like me playing for him. I might be the exception. Pumas, uh, you might be the exception. Yeah, because Chivas allows Brizuela, Ponce, and all those dudes. So, Pocho power. <laughs> I'm telling you, if I... Uh... <clears throat> Pocho's FC. Yeah. That'd be a great name. Well, good to have you on, Chiquis. It's been a while, Chiquis. We've got Hoyt and I have been doing yeah. some gentlemen's agreements when I would have been driving. So, yeah, the yeah, guys. It's good. it's good stuff. Chiquis was traveling. He was on the road. Well, that uh, concludes another edition of the Cantina Mekis podcast. Uh, thank you to Serge and all the other folks that were uh, contributing on the chat. And obviously, I wasn't able to contribute on the chat because I'm driving. Uh, back from Dallas to, to Lago Vista. But, uh, for uh, Joel Aceves and Albert and Chiqui Scampa, my name is John. <coughs> Glad to have you with us again. We'll do this again next week or maybe even earlier, depending on our schedules. But uh, again, the best way to, to follow us is to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. And that way, when we do record and post a podcast, it'll be sent directly. You might even set up a notification to let you know, hey, that Ben Nechos did another podcast, so maybe I should listen. And they'll, and they'll go we're, we're also on Twitter and Facebook. We are also on Twitter at Cantina MX underscore pod, and on Facebook, uh, which I couldn't tell you what the Facebook page is. Yeah. Inst- Facebook. Instagram also. And Instagram. We're on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, Didn't but I'll Yeah, but the, but the but the face and the in the Twitter are the the ones updated the most. Now let, let me ask you this, Chicas. Uh, I mean, you probably run our Instagram page. Will the Cantina and Mekis podcast have made it for you when Alan Pulido follows your Instagram page? Oh yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, especially if he puts like a uh, an Instagram story, or a video of him like getting a massage on his leg, you know. <laughs> Or something, something like that. 
And then, then he says, shouts out, man, I was at the, I was at the, uh, uh, Valle Verde. Wait for players. I got to meet some. So, uh, I think Pulido just took off, man, that punk. <laughs> So you uh, went to Valle Verde. Why, why did you go to Valle Verde? Oh, just to check out some players and take some pictures. And there's like a little, little group of about 10 people waiting you outside. Have to, for... You have to explain to those of us not in the know what Valle Verde is, chickies. They're just okay. throwing words at us. Sorry. Like name dropping and shit. So yeah, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was in Guadalajara. So, I, yeah. so we dropped by uh, where Chivas train. That's, yeah, they're, that's they're... what it's called, their training camp. Your training camp area. We went and I was watching the the under seventeen, but for the senior team, it was closed practice, so we were like waiting outside the gate. And as the players yeah. drove out, they uh, you know in their fancy cars and stuff, some of them will just stop there and they'll even get out and take pictures with people. Yeah, there are a lot of people fans go there for autographs and pictures. Yeah, um, and, uh, but I think did, did you did you get the, the prized and coveted La Chofis autograph? No, I told this dude, and I don't know what this guy acted like he knew what he was talking about, but uh, I think Joe Fies was injured. And, uh, he is. At that time, so yeah, and he got his, he, I think he had surgery or something yeah, yesterday. Yeah, he went under the knife. He might miss the, the majority of the season. For what? Uh, I think it was a knee or I don't know. I think, yeah, knee injury. I forgot the injury, but oh, he had to get surgery, yeah. I'm actually a little disappointed in my trophy chaser buddies. Yeah, that have not given me this information. I was chasing him, but uh, and then Pulido, I think he had his windows rolled up and he just took off. So you were literally trophy chasing trophies. That's awesome. Yeah, that's TM. That's the best thing I've heard all day. <laughs> Where no challenge? You, you did pose. I'm out. You did pose. Later, man. Good to have you, Joel. Now, Chiquis, you, you did pose with with a uh, a player of Chivas Femenil. Correct. Yeah, it was a goalkeeper. So get a picture with a Chivas player. Yeah. Yeah, she was a goalkeeper. So how long? How long were you in Guadalajara for? Uh, actually, just two days. Did a lot in two days, but yeah, just two days. Had some tacos or some tortas. It was a wedding, a nephew's wedding, and then uh, met with a friend. That lives there, and he took us to different places, to Akron, to tortas, to his taco stand, and then we. Have a torta yeah, man, that's, that was actually pretty good. I usually am not one to uh, like my bread wet, but that was that was really good. So explain to the folks what a, what a torta is. So it's uh, so I guess the bolillo bread. With, uh, we had carnitas inside it. And then there's the, there's the red salsa. It was bathed, bathed in it pretty much. I mean, it was, it's a harder bread. Like, it's not your soft bolillo normally that you know, you would think right. of, but it's, a, it's, it's more of a toasted bread. And, uh, so it's still, it's, you know, the salsa I think was really good. So it wasn't all soaked or anything. If it was soaked, I might have been like a little iffy, but the taste was really good. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've never had the pleasure of going to Guadalajara. It's, a, it's definitely a place that I. Yeah, it's an awesome. It's a nice city, man. Really nice city. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I mean, it's. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a city of like five million people. So. It's, uh, There's no gasoline there, so that's, that's a little bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. 
good guess with anyone. That's a, all these manufactured crises is just a topic for for another day. But anyway, yeah. well, Chicky, it's uh, good to have you on here and uh, on the Continuum podcast. Like I said, to you folks that are listening, uh, we appreciate y'all listening to us live then on the YouTube and on the chat. Uh, tell your friends about us. Subscribe to us if you haven't already on uh, Google Play or iTunes, and of course, as Gwen uh, said, you can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. My name is John Chigu. We will talk to you guys next time here in the Cathedral Mackey's podcast. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you very much, and enjoy the soccer this weekend. Bye-bye.